Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Have you ever wondered how God can possibly use you in these trying times? Well, Pastor J.D. reminds you today that God used Moses, an 80-year-old shepherd with a speech impediment, to free the nation of Israel from slavery. If you surrender to God's will for your life, there is no limit to what He can do through you. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 28, 2024. You've got Balak who's trying to pay a lot of money to Balaam to curse the Israelites, but he cannot. To save his life, he cannot. He's even taken to a higher vantage point. Maybe that's the problem. You need to get, there's a lot of them. They're all camped together. So now we got all of them in view. Now curse them. And then a more glorious blessing comes out. And so now Balaam's not going to get his money, which he is fully given over to greed and will do anything and stop at nothing to get. Do you know why, by the way, just parenthetically, he could not curse the Israelites? Because in Numbers 6 we're told the numbers, you see a pattern here, the book of Numbers is about the numbers of the Israelites the numbers of the camp to the east, the numbers of the camp to the west, the numbers of the camp to the north, and the numbers of the camp to the south, with the tabernacle right smack in the middle. John 1.14, Jesus became flesh and tabernacled amongst us. So you know what Balaam saw and Balak with him? The cross. The shape of a cross. There is therefore now no condemnation, no curse for those that are in Christ. Why? Because of the finished work of the cross. He could not pronounce a curse upon them. Well now, Balaam wants his money. What's he going to do? Well, he figures out a way, the way of Balaam. We see Balaam throughout the New Testament. You'll see him in, of course, here in Jude, in the book of Revelation to the seven churches. The way of Balaam. What was the way of Balaam? He goes to Balak, urgent meeting. Balak, I figured out a way to do this. I can't curse them from without, but we can get them to bring God's curse upon them from within. How? Let's get those Medeanite and Moabite women. Let's get a lot of makeup on them and, you know, scantily clothed. And let's get them to seduce the Israelite men. And they'll commit sexual immorality, and they'll also begin to worship their false gods and idols, and that will incur the wrath of God upon them. And it worked. You see where this is going? This is the way of Cain. Pardon me, the way of Balaam. 
He comes in and from within our own midst gets us to do that which the gates of hell cannot do in prevailing against the church of Jesus Christ. And so here's Jude warning about the Balaams of today who are doing the same thing the same way. And then lastly, Korah. This one is so interesting. It just so happens to also be in the boring book of Numbers. This time chapter 16. I would encourage you to, in your time in God's Word, read this account. It is so cool. I mean, here's Korah, um, covetous, consumed in his covetousness, Korah. Now there's a difference, and I don't want to take too much time because we don't have the time, but sometimes we synonymously err in making jealousy, envy, and covetousness synonymous. Jealousy is just being jealous of what somebody has. Envy is wanting what somebody has and you don't have. Covetousness takes it to a whole new level and says, I want what you have, and I'm going to take it from you, and you won't have it anymore. I will. That's what this Korah was. This is Moses' cousin. So what does he do? He announces his campaign to run for Moses' position as the leader of all of Israel. And he's got and recruited 250 of the elders of Israel, not to mention the thousands of others with them. And so they plan it out, figure it out, and then they come to Moses, and this is how they approach him. They say, Moses, you know, man, you got a lot on your plate, bro. Mo. (laughs) That's a very loose paraphrase. You take too much upon yourself. You know, you're not the only one that God chooses and uses to lead God's people. What are we? So here's Moses, and he's falsely accused of pride, like he, he wanted, he didn't apply for this job. In fact, he tried everything to get out of it. You remember the whole burning bush thing? 80 years, 40 years on the backside of the desert? Not just the desert, the backside of the desert. I won't make the comparison to any part of the island, but you get the point. For 40 years. So God approaches him, calls him, says, okay, now he's 80 years old. I'm going to use you to deliver my people out of Egypt. (laughs) Yeah, no, huh? You got the wrong guy, God. I mean, I've only been talking to sheep for 40 years, and I've developed a speech impediment. I could not speak to your people, let alone lead them. And so, mad, you're going to have, yeah, I know, just let me have it. You're going to have to find somebody else. And this is why it is, by the way, that replete throughout the Old Testament, you hear over and over again, so God commanded Moses to command Aaron to speak to the people. (laughs) So, I mean, anyway, my point is, is that Korah now is going to challenge him to a debate and have an election 
because he wants to take his position. So Moses, being the meekest man who ever walked the face of the earth at the time, and by the way, he did not write that, because that would then disqualify him as being the meekest man. I'm the meekest man. That's pride. (laughs) Doesn't work. Anyway, that's another topic for another time. Meek, humble. Okay. So Moses is like, okay, Korah, whatever, whatever. Let's just meet here tomorrow morning, first thing, and let's just let God decide between you and I. You want my job? Okay. If God wants you to have my job, I will gladly step down. I never wanted this in the first place. So Cora's like, yeah. The poll numbers went off the charts. Cora up here, Moses down here. We won. Morning comes. Cora comes with all of his people. And Moses just says, okay, God, what, what, what do you want to do here? i got a lot of work to do if I'm still going to be doing this, so can we just get this show on the road? So God gets this show on the road, and the earth opens up and swallows up Korah and the 250 elders, and they die on the spot. And then the people that were with Korah, voted for Korah, start complaining. So God sends a fire and torches them. And Moses and Aaron pray and intercede for them. God, please have mercy on them. I totally wouldn't have done that. I would have said, wow, God, this is cool. (laughs) Come on, you would do the same thing. And God relents. Now, if I'm Moses, and this is why I'm not, but after that whole thing, I would have said, does anybody else want my job? Now would be a good time. Speak up or forever hold your peace. No, I'm good. I'm good. You go, Mo, bro. All right. So do you understand now why Jude would use Cain, Balaam, and Korah? Because they're all alive today. Because the Korahs of today, in their consuming covetousness, are rising up and campaigning against to take down those God has called and positioned for such a time as this. Now, for those of you asking the question of how any of this has anything to do with Bible prophecy, I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to take the remainder of our time and provide specific answers to this very important question. By way of a preface, I think it's incumbent upon me to establish this foundation again, upon which this urgent last day's warning is warranted. Let me say the same thing in a different way. This rises to the level of being so serious because of what's at stake here. I know this might be an oversimplification, but I'm going to sum it up with what I'll call the big three. Number one, pride. Number two, greed. And number three, covetousness. So what follows is one list and one chart. I haven't done one for a while. I'm starting to, you know, get like withdrawals because, you know, I I love charts and lists. I'm going to be doing that for all of eternity. So 
Anyway, you're going to get your charts and your lists today. So the first is a list listing the unpopular truth that many deny, attack, and the second is a chart which I hope by way of application will bring all of this into clearer focus. So let's get to it. Truth number one. The so-called vaccine is the deception that becomes the mark of the beast in the seven-year tribulation. Revelation 13, 18, and 23, verse 23. Truth number two. Politics, as it's called, is a movie script about two wings on a phoenix rising from the ashes, bringing order out of chaos. Revelation 13, 18, and 19. Truth number three, geoengineering and weather manipulation are changing the climate, climate change, and destroying the earth. Revelation eleven eighteen. Truth number four, we are on the cusp of the completed controlled demolition of the world's economy so as to usher in the prophesied economy known as CBDC. Revelation 13, specifically verses 16 through 18. And last but absolutely not least, truth number five, the closer the pre-tribulation rapture gets, the worse the mocking and ridiculing gets. Jude 1, 18, 2 Peter 3, verses 1 through 3. Truth number one, we'll begin here. The so-called vaccine is the deception that becomes the mark of the beast in the seven-year tribulation. Last week I quoted Queen Maxima of the Netherlands, who spoke at the recent World Economic Forum's annual Davos Summit. I was thrilled when I received the response from our Dutch translators, Bram and Gabriella in the Netherlands, who translate all of the teachings, particularly the updates, into Dutch there in the Netherlands. Precious couple. And I want to share with you what they had to say about this. Dear Pastor J.D., we would like to give you a small update about the statement Queen Maxima of the Netherlands had made at the WEF Davos Summit, which you mentioned in your last prophecy update. Maximo is quoted as saying that a biometric digital ID is necessary, not just for financial services, but also for school, and to determine who is and is not verified as having been vaccinated. As crazy as it sounds, these statements did not make the headlines at all in the Dutch mainstream media. On social media, however, many Dutch people were very upset about the things she said, and rightfully so. One of the Dutch political parties requested a discussion with the Prime Minister in Parliament to discuss Maxima's statements. The request was dismissed by the majority in Parliament because it was, wait for it, a conspiracy theory. And Maxima was considered to be free to speak her mind. Things that make you go, hmm, as our online pastor would say. We're amazed how these things are all in the open for everyone to hear, and yet at the same time, most people just don't seem to worry about it at all. We thought you might want to know this additional information. 
Keep up the good work, Pastor J.D. We'll keep translating your crucial updates in Dutch as long as you keep doing them. Okay, (laughs) you're going to be translating them because I'm going to keep doing them. I don't have permission to not. Until that blessed day, God bless you, your family, and your church, Bram and Gabriella Duisburg-Smiths, the Netherlands. I suppose it should come as no surprise that the media will not say anything about any of this, given that they just want to keep you distracted with all the political theater and intrigue, and or entertained with your newest Netflix series binge. Because if they can do that, then they're going to plot their evil behind the curtain and under the radar. Pictured here is a downloadable PDF file from the World Health Organization bearing the title, Article by Article Compilation of Proposed Amendments to the International Health Regulations. Oh, I didn't even know there was an international health regulation to be amended. Here's a quote from page 5, paragraph 2, under Article 6, Notification. Quote, Following a notification, a state party shall continue to communicate to who? World Health Organization by the most efficient means of communication available, timely, accurate, and sufficiently detailed public health information available to it on the notified event where possible, including genetic sequence data. Genetic sequence data. It gets worse. Here's another quote from page 16, paragraph 1, under article 18. Recommendations with respect to persons require, require medical examinations, review proof of vaccination, require vaccination, place suspect persons under public health observation, (laughs) implement quarantine or other health measures for suspect persons, Implement isolation and treatment where necessary of affected persons. Implement tracing of contacts of suspect or affected persons. Refuse entry of suspect and affected persons. Refuse entry of unaffected persons to affected areas and implement exit screening and or restrictions on persons from affected areas. Before I move on to number two, concerning politics, (laughs) can I just simply say what I find myself saying, it seems like, every week? Now I'm just going to say it. You're being lied to. Do not buy the lie, 2 Thessalonians 2. You're being lied to, and it could cost you not only your life, but eternal life. There, I said it. Truth number two. Politics, as it's called, is a movie script about two wings on a phoenix, rising from the ashes, bringing order out of chaos. Just look at the back of one of your $1 bills. And this, I want to say decades, but you could arguably say this has been in the making for well nigh 
a hundred years, maybe a century or more. Last Thursday, the Christian Post published an article with the surprising title of Trump idolatry is a real thing and it must stop. I was taken back. I'm like, whoa, who is this guy? Well, his name is John Wesley Reed. And he asked this question, quote, if your faith is more important than your politics, which it absolutely should be, then why are you more inclined to call out an opponent on a political matter, Korah, than you are to call out your political idol when he botches the faith? Did you catch that? Good question. Reed then goes on to say, the recent viral God sent Trump video, which we covered a couple of three weeks ago, further illustrates the way the MAGA make America great again, which is actually a satanic term in witchcraft and Satanism, achieving the highest level, the MAGA level. The MAGA movement has distorted the Christian faith into a tool for political advancement. Thankfully, many Christians have used their platforms to denounce the video as blasphemous, because it is. Truth number three. How you doing, by the way? I haven't asked you how you're doing. I'm sorry. How you doing? Okay. I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take that as I'm okay, or I was, but not anymore. Truth number three, geoengineering and weather manipulation are changing the climate. So it's all about climate change, but these demon-possessed conspirators are changing the climate. So there is climate change, but they're the one changing it. And they're destroying the earth, as was prophesied in the book of Revelation during the uh, seven-year tribulation about God destroying those who destroy the earth. As many of you know, we went in-depth into this last week when I showed photos that were sent to us by online members, literally from the uttermost parts of the earth, all over the world. They're still coming in, which we're most grateful for, by the way. This last week, one in particular stood out, and it's from Sonia Ryder who wrote, I witnessed the formation of this particular cloud. We too in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, have the daily striations or patterns of chemtrails. However, what I've observed is that they produce various types of clouds after seeding, as if they are experimenting with producing different effects for different purposes. Anyway, this one particular cloud was seeded from the ground, not above. This is also a frequent observation. Could it be an element to deceive even the elect one day soon? Thank you, Sonia Ryder. No, thank you, Sonia. Truth number four. This is a fact. We're on the cusp of the completed controlled demolition of the world's economy so as to usher in the prophesied economy, which will be a centralized bank, digital, digital, bio-digital currency. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. 
If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.